when we do our Q&As, I just, I'm going to do the best, best I can. We're going to do the best we can. We don't want to ever present ourselves as um, check the things that we're saying. Um, we do want to present ourselves as that. Do mm-hmm. check what we're saying. Do check what we're saying. Yeah, uh, question. <laughs> um, how do you keep a friendship? <clears throat> how do you keep a friendship with the opposite sex without leading them on? And what are appropriate boundaries? How do you keep a friendship with the opposite sex without leading them on? And what are appropriate boundaries? Um, so I'll start off with a story. Um, that I regret in that in my 20s, I was good friends with a girl and we hung out a lot. Um, she worked here at the church and in the office. We were like, this was a while ago and the staff was smaller and she was one of the only other people that were my age. And um, we had a kind of a friend group because we worked at the same building. We just did a lot together. And um, I didn't realize it, but was totally leading her on because uh, we were dating and I didn't realize it. <laughs> Essentially, I mean, we went out for coffee all the time. Um, I'd buy her a meal. Um, talked a lot. Um, and, and and hurt her. Didn't see it coming as a guy. And, and you girls might be hearing this story and just being like, but I mean, and I, and I mean, it, it was it was my fault, and um, had no interest. Really enjoyed hanging out, um, but I was not clued in. And so, how do you keep a friendship with the opposite sex? I think if you're in your if you in your twenties plus, um, you got to be real careful of doing anything one on one. If if you're not interested in, in pursuing a relationship. Um, I don't think that that's out of bounds, but maybe it's worth having that conversation, um, to be clear. And it's, I think it's worth having a semi-awkward conversation versus getting yourself into a scenario that I did and really hurt somebody that I, I cared about as a friend but was not interested in the relationship. And she was waiting and waiting for me to pursue her after I was doing all these things that boys who pursue do. I mean, I really blew it. Um, and so, you know, again, this isn't high school anymore. Um, and I think girls read things differently. Um, and guys can not read things at all <laughs> sometimes. And, and just speaking from, from um, my own experience. Um, and so I just think you got to be real careful. If there's, if there's a girl that you're legitimately a good friend with um, and you haven't had that conversation about where you're at, uh, you probably need to, um, just to make sure that you're both on the same page. Um, because when e- when either one of you get married, that, that relationship is drastically reduced. Lauren and I have, I don't, I don't go out to eat with another girl. I don't ride in a car with another girl. Um, I try my best anytime I email any of you ladies for anything logistically that I include another girl on the email. We always try to include her um, if I'm texting some another girl about picking up Moe's or anything like that. Um, 
and that we let each other know if old high school friend Cheryl calls me up that I I let her know that that she called you know um, and it's just different you know I don't need to be having this ongoing relationship with another girl even if we grew up together not that you not that you cut that relationship off like a chicken head but I mean maybe maybe we're different you know Anything to say about that? No, no, nothing. Good job. <laughs> uh, anybody want to ask? Yes, Kelsey. So, kind of relating back to like your point number two, fearing in the Lord. Um, what does that look like among church bodies, but might fall under a different, so to say, denomination that might be like Catholic or Apostolic? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Buster uses this example of a, of a target, and uh, the center of the target are things that, uh, in order for us to have fellowship as believers, we need to agree on. Um, uh, major doctrinal things like uh, salvation can be found in Christ alone. I would put um, the virgin birth in there. I would, I would put the doctrine of the Trinity um, that... Uh, there's no other, uh, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So these are things that we need to uh, agree on. Um, this next line of things here might be uh, denominational differences. Presbyterians, for example, we have difference, different, different baptisms, but we agree about these. So at, at one level, we can have uh, uh, fellowship, um, but we, we just disagree. But And then... And then there's an exterior uh, line that um, if, if we disagree on some of these things, you might not be a believer. If you don't believe that Jesus is the only way, um, I think Scripture gives ground for questioning if you're a Christ follower. So that's where you have to look at, at what somebody believes. And what if they're part of a different church, it can be a great... And there's some, there's some good non-Baptist churches in this area with a great doctrine that believe... In Christ alone, through faith alone, by grace alone, you know, um, but have some different uh, church policy or baptism or maybe some end times things, but um, they agree on that target. So most, most though I, I do believe that some Catholics can put their faith and trust in Christ, the official Catholic doctrine deny, uh, fundamentally denies what we believe in. And so that's, that's, a, that's a very difficult, dangerous uh, unsure road. Um, so, whatever you want. Oh, did you have that on there? Sure. What are ex- acceptable ways to turn someone down when they ask you out? <laughs> Anybody want to offer? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No habla espanol. Okay. Um, I think that uh, um, 
most accepted way to turn somebody down when you ask them out, I think just to say uh, thank you, but I don't think I'm interested in that right now. Um, no. I disagree with that. <laughs> we can disagree with that. Um, we talked about some of this. Um, I was going to follow that up by saying that I think if somebody fits these top three, and we we're going to kind of get to some of that later, um, I think you should give them a chance. Um, I think uh, one of the things that we were going to talk about that we didn't get a chance to is like, and we, and we will, but in that when you're starting, you go out with somebody, I think there's some basic principles of where are we at? Are we interested in moving forward? And that it's okay to say, I don't see myself moving forward uh, in this relationship, and that's the best time to, to end it. Um, but at the same time, I think that um, if you have these three things and you're not making a list that, that, that God hasn't made for you, then maybe you just need to give somebody a chance. <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> so what, what were you going to say? I was going to say, if you are legitimately not interested, you must be straightforward. I think there's a very fundamental difference between guys and girls that comes out in this particular scenario that is guys want to be real, want it to be really basic. Girls want to be emotional and explain and try to be nice about. If, if there is le not a legitimate interest, then you say, what I disagreed with was that not at this time. Because that's that. that's leaving the door open for maybe. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I go with her answer. You can you can bolt that door if you want to. And I would, I would even say, I would stay away from reasons. I don't think mm. that that's necessary. Um, if you're, I mean, unless you, I'm not sure if there is a caveat of, because if that's your, those are your thoughts, that doesn't mean that that's necessarily something that someone else would think or would say about that person. So, I mean, there's a, we could talk about specific examples if someone has a specific question of whether you sh would share that or not but um, I would say as a standard it's not necessary to even share reasons in a kind way I mean don't be like I hate you why are you talking to me <laughs> but no thank you I'm not interested and, I, and, I, and again I think realizing we're not in high school we're adults and to be able to say say no graciously um, but there is something I think in our human nature to want to give this explanation that we think will be satisfying to that person but you know it never really is and so I think that's a good word that you know gracious no can be enough I, I appreciate you saying that um, anybody want to ask one can I throw out something I don't know this is totally random but on the no thing I, I appreciated that question and that answer excuse me I was in high school and there was a girl that I had this passing thing from I hadn't dated anyone and and there's this girl, and I asked her in the hallway, like right by the locker, just like, hey, do you want to go on a date with me? She's like, no. 
and we walked into class. Like, it was over. It was done. <laughs> <laughs> so it took me like two weeks to like her. It took me like two hours to get over it. You know, just, just a no. Just, you know, this simple. High school. She turned out to be not the right girl, for sure. So. Any questions? I think fluctuating through different churches constantly is, is dangerous and unhealthy. Um, I don't think that it's necessarily a guarantee of, of somebody's spiritual condition, but um, it's uh, it's picking and choosing the best of the best and leaving when you don't like something. And that's not family, that's not godliness, it's not accountability, um, not the design of the church. Um, you know, we've given the example before of you know, you like your friend's dinner time, and you like this other friend's uh, lunch time, you like this other friend's bedtime, uh, but it comes down to what's, what's going on in your family. That's what's best, is going to be best for you. So the, the church hopping thing, I think, is just a, a cultural thing that's dangerous right now. I saw that, Laura. Uh, we're not in high school. <laughs> uh, the other question you said about membership. So I think membership is a... Um, is a very important thing, um, and some people really disagree with that, um, like that membership isn't a big deal, and I would disagree with, with that opinion. But I do think if somebody is here, and for whatever reason they don't want to, to join, I'd like to have that discussion with them, but are they, are they consistently here? You know, are they giving? Are they in a community group? Um, you know, are, are they here? I, I think that's what you need to look for. I mean, the membership thing, we could, there could be different reasons of I'm on residency in six months or, you know, I'm waiting for that job call from Charlotte or, or whatever. But so that's what I would say for that. Let's do, let's do one more of these and then one more from the group and we'll address some of these others later. Okay. These two are kind of the same. What do you think? This one right here. You might need to answer that one. Next week. <laughs> these, these two are the same? Similar, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll read these two and, and seek to ad address it. Um, one is, how do you think marrieds and the church as a whole can better celebrate singleness? And the other one is, uh, what do we do about churches preaching that singles need to wait patiently and then the Lord will bring a spouse? Okay, so what do we do about churches preaching that singles need to wait patiently and then the Lord will bring a spouse? Um, well, to answer that question, um, there is a definite calling on every single one of our lives that is very definable, your life and my life of what 
what is God asking of you now? And uh, also, universally, none of us know what tomorrow holds, whether my life will end or you will find your soulmate. We don't know that, and we're not supposed to know that. God has not given us that privilege of knowing that. And so he's called us to faithfulness today. We can't change yesterday. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but we do know what we're called to today. Um, And if you're longing for a spouse, if you're longing to be married, if you're longing for a relationship and you don't have it, I do believe that you're called to patience and contentment as you would in many other areas of life. We've talked to some sweet, sweet folks who are longing and patiently waiting for a child and can't get pregnant. People who are longing and waiting patiently for a job. People who are longing, patiently waiting for um, a lot of different legitimate things that are good and honorable and, and can lead, you know. And so I do think that that can be a call in your life. However, um, it would be wrong to say that your patience will then lead you to a spouse because we don't know that. And it would be wrong for the church to guarantee that. Um, and I think it's wrong for us to assume that any of us are owed that. I think that that is where our mentality often gets shifted into thinking that somehow I deserve or I am guaranteed. I'm not guaranteed that he'll be here tomorrow. As hard as that sounds, I'm not guaranteed that my children will be here tomorrow. I'm not guaranteed. You know, like there are things that I think we often assume that are just... What I, what I am called to do is to glorify the Lord in the moment that he's given me breath. And that, that's, that's showing that my allegiance is to him, that all areas are under his authority, that I am trusting in his sovereignty, that today the call of my life, as he said, is to glorify him with my life. And so I think that's how, I mean, the other question is how can churches celebrate singleness Paul specifically says that it's a gift because you have an undivided attention. Um, again, I keep referencing these talks. Maybe I, next week should pass out a list of things that I listened to that I thought were quite beneficial. Um, I mean, even in our own lives, I, I love being at Connect, but I haven't been able to be at Connect because our kids are sick. I mean, we even talked about we weren't able to be here or we weren't able to do this talk back on the retreat because our kids were sick. My attention is divided when we just don't have the same. So I think it's just we're called to glorify the Lord in the scenario, in the life circumstance that he's given us today. And so to think or to to demand or to assume that I am guaranteed something that I've not been guaranteed is is outstepping my bounds of my allegiance to my king who has my best interest in mind and his glory in mind, not my own, not my own agenda. Um, so, yeah. So those are, uh, tough, but truth filled things. And I think it's the same thing as I might just be repeating, but say you're not guaranteed to find a spouse. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just not guaranteeing my family. You hear crazy stories of some car accident, a man loses his wife and children, and it's like, God forbid, I don't want that, I dread that, but I hope that I could stand up and say, not my will but I be done. And mourn it, but still be able to hold on to joy. I can't imagine that. I'm not sure how I would do that. I do think it's possible based on scripture, 
And I pray I never have to do that. Pray that for you too. Pray that everybody here finds somebody, you know? Um, and so it's just, it's, it's good to know what, what we're called to now um, and what, where, our hope, where our hope is. I think that this question, um, how do you think the church uh, can better celebrate uh, singleness? I'm going to address next week. It's been a it's been a discussion that I'm having with some other staff guys and some folks in here, and um, we don't do a great job of that. But as a church, and we're we got some ideas to move forward with that. So, with that, I think we should call it. Um, I want to say that these questions that we didn't answer will get addressed, um, and I'm gonna leave the sombrero up there. If you want to throw some more pesos in there, you can. <laughs> um, and. Uh, uh, let me pray for us, and we can jump back into Cinco de Mayo. Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your goodness, and I thank you for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, we are, um, we are lost, and we are broken, and we are hopeless without you. But you have, have, have made available for us everlasting life. And that can be found through Christ. And, and I thank you for I thank you for that, Father. I thank you that if, 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 if everything turned upside down today, if we lost everything today, if tragedy struck today, we would still have Christ and we would still be in your hands and that you would still love us deeply and we would still have a glorious future to look forward to. And I thank you for your goodness to us. I thank you for this group and I pray that your Holy Spirit would, um, would lead and guide us as we seek to walk today with faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen.